Hello, this is Lani's grandmother. I'm her Lola. It, and I'm just saying that it's good to listen to Pogi Podcast because if you like all the video games and all the culture and toys and all of that, then you're at the right place. Okay, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Am I famous now? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Thanks for joining us on this episode of Pogi Hangouts. Now, again, this isn't our regular full podcast. It's just me hanging out with some of my friends, and we talk everything tech, toys, and games. Today, we have my good friend, my best friend, Jordan. Uh, We go back, way back, uh, and he talks about some of his experiences with technology. It's a great podcast. I had a lot of fun. I feel like he's nervous. You guys would be able to tell me that uh, as you guys listen. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and let's just go ahead and get right onto the podcast. Hey, how's it going? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing super, super good. Uh, as with all of the podcasts, I, uh, I brush my teeth before them. So, you know, I, it just gives me the good feeling that this conversation is going to be so fresh. I, I, that makes sense now because the first two I listened to, uh, there's just something about it, man. And uh, I feel bad because I have beer breath. I didn't brush my teeth. Oh, well, I'm going to have to pick up the weight for you then. What's new? Yeah. So so everybody who's listening, uh, this is Pokey Hangouts with, uh, with me. I'm Lonnie Ray. I have my good friend here, my best friend of all time. His name is Jordan. Uh, give it up for Jordan. This is where they give you a round of applause. You won't be able Thank to hear you. it, though. Thank you. I feel it, though. I feel <laughs> yeah. it. Um, all right, man. So just, uh, give us a little quick rundown, man. Just give us uh, – uh, tell us about yourself. Yeah, man. This is a long time coming. I remember years ago at this point, you talked about doing a podcast where we just wanted to hang out and talk because there's so many times you and I would talk about games, movies, whatever is going on in the world at the time. And next thing we know, 45 minutes to an hour passed. We're like, man, we just recorded all that and right. caught all those ideas, which – now we can actually do that and either realize that those ideas are not good and that conversation is not good or realize it as good as we thought it was going to be. And yeah. now everybody else can enjoy it. Yeah. And you know what? Like, I remember, I remember there was one time we were at like a Buffalo Wild Wings and I said, man, we should just record it on the phone. And I think you and me both thought that that was a terrible idea, right? Like, it's going to sound, you know, so choppy and <laughs> static and gross over the phone. And then here uh, we are. now I'm, I'm here in Arizona and you're in uh, Colorado. And we're doing this through an app on the phone. So it's, it's, it's amazing how the world works, you know? And, and think about it in such a uh, short amount of time, you know, with apps, technology, smartphones. I remember when the, the iPhone was f- first came out. I thought it was the dumbest thing ever. I was like, it's an iPod that talks on the phone. What's the big deal? But uh, obviously I was blind to uh, see the, I guess you can say the possibilities of, of what comes from it. So, um, you know, I think about 10 years ago, man, it was a completely different world compared yeah. to what we have now when it comes to apps, smartphone, and the things we do with the, the smartphone. Like, this is right here is the coolest thing ever, the fact that we can record these, and they sound like someone that made a podcast. The podcast I listen to, I'm like, man, I don't have the time or the know-how to even splice it, put it together, add those fun sound effects, um, and then upload it to a podcast, and literally this, this app does it all in one. Right, right. So this is like the third podcast that I'm recording, and then little by little, I just uh, I get, I get more familiar with uh, Anchor, the app that we use. Um, and, uh, I just get more and more comfortable. So I think, um, the first two podcasts, if anybody's out there listening, uh, the way that I sound just sounds so kind of like withdrawn or held back just cause I'm shy also. Right. Like I don't want 
everybody, uh, you know, everyone who listens to the podcast, like they're, they're getting a, a pretty big dose of Lonnie, you know? And, uh, <laughs> and I just want I just want them to like, or I, I guess I'm listening to them and then, or see, and here I am like rambling, but let me start over. I listen to myself and I know that I could be uh, more of a character. Cause you know, me personally, uh, you know, that uh, I don't always talk in that like low, you know melancholy voice you know yeah man come on give me give me a little of the filipino uh, give me the filipino voice the which one my, whichever one surprise me my lola my grandmother she's famous now according to the last she she, she wondered, wondered if she was famous with your hangouts with tina at the very beginning and uh i yeah. think she she should be famous well you know she uh she uh heard the podcast she was a big fan and i asked my grandma would you like to do this and she was like oh for my baby i'd love to so you know there's and that's how it goes so as long as there's more uh pomeroy family coming into these podcasts i'm all game right so we're going to talk about tech toys and games today i know that we talked about tech and games recently but uh jordan's going to help me out uh and talk about some uh some toys uh and you're a funko collector right yes all right so uh just keep that in the back of your mind we're going to talk about that in just a little bit but earlier you said uh you didn't like the iphone when it first came out like when you first heard of it you thought it was a dumb idea yeah everything like pretty much anything uh apple not because of apple but because the apple was so ahead of the game uh there were so many people including myself that were that, that didn't get it it just it didn't click with me um when the iphone was first announced i thought what's the big deal it's just an ipod you can talk on the phone um, and I was focused on the phone part. Um, meanwhile, there's all these people um, scrambling to make all these new apps and ways they're going to use the iPhone. They're now making millions or, or have been making millions. And um, I'm, I'm now a huge fan of the iPhone, let alone just Apple products. You know, when the iPad first came out, I remember I was at a Rubio's. I was on a lunch break and there was somebody that had the first iPad and they were using it. And I think I, on Facebook memories even pops up. I did a Facebook post that said, uh, just saw someone using the iPad in public. Uh, are you using an iPad? Or are you sketching the Ten Commandments? Like I thought it was so stupid. I was totally against it. <laughs> uh, again, it was it was something me just not seeing the big picture. It was just me focusing on what the, the item was. I wasn't thinking about how it could be used. Um, you know, you go to most retail stores now. They all have iPads. They're using some way or fashion. Um, you know, there's a restaurant here by my apartment I like to go to that anytime I go to pay, they just swivel the iPad around and it's, they're using square and I'm, I'm signing my name for my card on, on their iPad. So with your finger, right? with my finger. Yeah. And it's, it just, it's crazy how, um, uh, our lives have been changed. And so there's a short amount of time. Like I think about my nephews, I have nephews, <clears throat> um, as old as eight years old, um, and younger and they, they have, they, they've ever had, had iPads or they have iPads or they have some sort of smart device they use. Um, and they only know life with those smart devices. Um, so I know years from now, I'll be making fun of them about, you know, when I was a kid, what we didn't have or how we didn't have those devices. But just 10 years ago, those items were getting big. And so the the apps, the businesses that we now have in, in my mind take for granted now, um, we didn't have 10 years ago. Like I think about my car one time broke down. It was a starter. The starter went out. Um, I don't remember where I was at. I don't know if I was at a restaurant or somewhere just doing like a, a day off errand and my car won't start. Mm-hmm. I'm screwed. And I don't have, I really don't have any money to my name at, at this point. Like I don't have, uh, I, you don't call a taxi cab. I could call a taxi cab, but, uh, I was calling friends to find out who could come pick me up to give me a lift until I could figure out what's going on with my car. And that was, I was 19 years old. So yeah, 
going on 10 years ago, uh, Uber and Lyft were not around back then. Like nowadays, like if I get stuck, I, I have 10 bucks in my account. Well, I can just take an Uber or Lyft and, uh, and I'm set. So right. it's just, again, that's an app that someone created, a business someone created. And it's now something that's just at, literally at our fingertips um, when 10 years ago it was, it was unheard of. Right. I remember when the iPhone first came out, like I was very attracted to it. Uh, and one of it, one of the reasons why was because how big that screen was and like how clear that screen was. You remember that? I do. Uh, I remember and, seeing photos and then uh, now, on my iPhone. Now, I think it's, it was like a three inch screen or something like that. Back then it was unheard of. Now it's super tiny and, and, and nobody wants like a three inch screen. Right? Uh, right. But when that phone came out, I think the most popular phone was like the BlackBerry Pro. Oh, excuse me, I burped. I had that phone. I had, I was my senior year of high school. I remember I bought it uh, with my own hard-earned money and I had this BlackBerry. It was like last two months of senior year of high school. And I thought it was so cool that I was browsing the web um, when the teacher wasn't looking. Yeah, and- I had the, uh, not the Pearl because the Pearl was like the half size phone, but I had the Curve and the Curve had the full QWERTY keyboard. Uh, and I remember I thought that was the coolest thing was just like being able to like fully text. And, uh, before that I used to have like a Nokia N-Gage or just like, um, you know, like just like any dumb phone, like when text messaging was popping up and becoming super popular, mm-hmm. uh, I hated text messaging just because I thought using the T9 to, uh, to, to send a message was ridiculous and it was time consuming and nobody wanted to do that if i wanted to call somebody or if i wanted to talk some to somebody i would just rather call them right if you got a text message of like two sentences you're like i commend you for that because i know that took you 10 minutes to type out (laughs) at least three times yeah and then now uh the blackberry curve and the blackberry pearl kind of really uh changed the way that text messaging worked uh i used to even have a a t-mobile sidekick uh, and that had a full QWERTY keyboard, and that helped me like feel more okay with doing text messaging. But then, uh, you know, we talked about like ten years ago. That's like two thousand eight. Uh, I had the the Curve and the Sidekick, like uh, what oh five oh six or something like that. Yes. Um, and um, texting was like brand new and it wasn't like you know i was i think i was like one of the late adopters to like text messaging but then this is the time when everybody's text messaging and it's such a big platform and then now i have a phone that i hate talking to people on like i don't <laughs> like i don't want to like use my phone to like make a phone call now now i'd rather text somebody which is so weird and so backwards how do you like that you... meme like that meme where uh um, it, there's there's plenty of memes that are like this, but they have like the eye they're rolling their eyes in the back of their head, and it says uh, uh, when you were looking at memes and someone called you, so you have to wait for the phone to stop ringing so you can keep looking at memes. That's and, exactly uh, how I yeah. feel sometimes. <laughs> That's exactly how I feel sometimes. Or I remember like and again ten years ago, like ringtones were so cool. Like I would buy a ringtone. Oh yeah. Uh, and make sure that it was loud. So if I was at the movie theater. Or like not during the movie, right? Let's just say if I was out at the mall, <laughs> my phone my, my phone doesn't ring at the movie theater. But if I'm out at the mall or if I'm hanging out, right? Then I remember uh, what which one the dumbest one I got, and I it was uh, the Rock's theme song, uh, <laughs> but it wasn't like the hi-fi like MP3 one. It was the uh, 
8-bit like MIDI recording. So it was like a bunch of like beeps and boops, but it was going it down sound like an like, old school Nintendo. Right, yeah. but it was but it was the Rock's theme song. And then someone And only like, about half the song probably sounded like the Rock's theme song. The other half you're you're like, I don't know what that part is, but uh, right, right. But I know this part now. This part's the part I know. And then and then now uh or and then when it got to like the hi fi the MP three ones, right? You just want to make sure that everyone heard your ringtone and then people would be like, Man, that's so cool. You're like, Yeah, that is so cool. And then now uh, my phone is on silent all the time, <laughs> yeah. and I feel like if it's if it does ring, I'm not ju- I'm I'm not just making myself upset, but I'm pissing everybody off in the room. Uh, and... <laughs> that, I I believe the ringtones were the earliest stages of a um, digital uh, dick measuring contest. Really, it's like if if you had the cool ringtone, you were cool. At least in my experience, I remember it was like around middle school when ringtones were out. Yeah. And so if your ringtone was the funniest or was the most popular song of the time, then you were cool. That was every look up to you because of your ringtone. Mine uh, was the theme song from Night at the Roxbury, What is Love? So that was the ringtone I paid for a dollar ninety. Well, I'm sorry, my parents paid a dollar ninety nine for. Um, they thought it was free until they got the bill. But two dollars then and they were flipping out. Like it was and then that, I remember they took my phone away because uh and they didn't know how to block me from buying ringtones and that kind of stuff. I spent yeah. stupid amounts of money on that. Kind well, of thing. And then ringback tones. There are people that still use ringback tones to this day. It is also the most annoying thing is when you go to call somebody and it's little Wayne or something blaring in your ear instead of the, the ringing while you're waiting for them to pick up. Right. I know and those then, are still around. And then like the, uh, the little operator voice that comes on and says, please enjoy this ringtone while your party is reached or whatever. Yeah. I just hang please up. Please enjoy this ringtone while your party is reached. Then it'd be like, <laughs> Take me out to life. And it's Evanescence playing. Bring mm-hmm. me back to life. <laughs> oh, man. I, I remember uh, it wasn't a smartphone at the time. To me, it was the coolest phone. And to everybody else, it was the coolest phone. But when people started getting razors, the razor phones, and yes. when you had a razor phone, that was damn. I remember sitting around a locker. One of my friends had one. And there was like five of us, like, huddled around his phone. He's showing us on his razor phone, like, the fact that there's a, a backlit screen or a backlit keypad and mm-hmm. um, it was silver and reflective. And that was the coolest thing. I think it was probably like five or six years ago. I saw a razor phone for the first time in a long time. And I'm like, what a piece of crap phone. Like I, here we were like worshiping this phone. And that was, I remember that. Cause you said like, so thin. I remember that was the thing was like how thin it was. And that's what people liked about it. And all it did was text, text and phone calls. There was no, um, there might have been web browsing on it, but at the time, well, it was just text and phone also, calls. That's all it was. You also had those hi-fi ringtones. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forget. No more 8-bit um, yeah. at that point. It was actual recording. I, I, I might be dating myself a little bit more here, too, but with those first ringtones that I bought, like, you couldn't even buy them on the phone. You had to, like, call the uh, – you had to call your <laughs> – Oh, yeah. I had to call Voice Stream, <laughs> which is now T-Mobile. <laughs> but like <laughs> voice stream i had to call them up and say like i wanted and i was so embarrassed because i got the steve austin stone cold steve austin ringtone and the rock <laughs> ringtone and the guy was like oh so you're a wrestling fan huh and i'm like yeah and he's like he's like these are pretty cool ringtones man you're gonna like them and i'm like okay cool but i felt like such a choke man i felt like so you get some really good stuff here man you got you got some really good quality grade a stuff here that yeah you got to enjoy yeah. i would rather take that than him go you know it's fake, right? <laughs> yeah, you know fake. <laughs> that's uh, that's everybody's deal. It's still there's a stand-up comedian. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a stand-up comedian. Um, I forget his name. It's it's on the the stand-up 
season on Netflix where they have a different community every episode. Oh, right. And he's, he's talking about how he's like 32 years old. He still watches pro wrestling, uh, loves video games. And his girlfriend, uh, his ex-girlfriend was saying, uh, she goes, you know, that's uh, fake, right? And then um, he goes, uh, yeah, I know. I know it's all fake. I know it's choreographed. I, I get it. I'm, I'm watching it still. And she's like, you know, they take steroids, right? He's like, I'm sorry. Does that uh, mess with the integrity of a fake match for you? you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That's my argument going forward and people ask me that now. I've never had a good argument for that uh, until that stand-up. So if anybody's going to ask if Lonnie Ray knows it's fake, whether they take steroids, uh, just see that last comment. Yeah, right. That's the argument in all arguments. So let me see here. Uh, Ten years ago, 2008, uh, what kind of phone did you have? Uh, to, it would be that BlackBerry. So you had the, 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 uh, the yeah. Yeah, yeah, the I, the one with the keyboard. Yeah, the one I I, I thought you said you said pro the curve. Which one had the full keyboard? Oh, where, you, you had the um, pearl. That was the pearl. Okay, yeah. Whatever one had the keyboard, I had that, and uh, that was my first smartphone because you could browse the web. And I remember specifically because I remember I've thought about it multiple times in the past um, when I've talked about it is how lame it was. Like the web, the homepage for the anytime you brought the web browser, the homepage was cnn.com. Yep. and so yep. that's what I was looking at because uh, I had a limited amount of time to browse the web on my phone in class. And so I just took whatever website popped up. It was CNN.com. So I was reading World News um, in class. I did and, the same uh, thing because I, uh, I would pull out my phone at my lunch break. Uh, and, you know, back then it wasn't even like a 3G network. It was still like a like CDMA or uh, I don't know what it was, but it was super slow. Uh, so like, oh, know, yeah, it would take. I don't like, think 3G was around at the you, time when I had it. I think it was. No, I not even. I think the 3G was kind of like what we have now with the, the LTE, 4G LTE. Well, I feel like, like in 2008, the... actually, the 3G might have been coming out because, uh, the, you know, the iPhone 3G and the 3GS were, uh, they had came out around that time. So, but it was still brand new. So, if, but, but that was only if you had a 3G phone, like it right. wasn't, it wasn't everywhere. So yeah, your, your curve or your Pearl might've been on that 1G slow ass network. What I would even use that Data, data stream for because there was no Pandora at the time. At least I didn't know about Pandora at the time. There was no uh, Netflix. There was no there was no streaming services. I, I think you, YouTube was around for sure, mm-hmm. but uh, when I think back, I don't I don't think I even used that web browser ever. I think it's still just text and phone calls. But it was just cool that the fact I could browse the web. Right. If I wanted right. to. I, I think MySpace uh, at the time. I might. I still had a MySpace, and I think I just created. I think I created Facebook after high school, so I think I went on MySpace and. I think it loaded so long. I remember not even wanting to uh, to try it because it was right. loading photos, and of course it's MySpace. So you know, I had uh, fifty things loading all at once on the page, whether it's music or a gamer card or background, whatever it may be. Because everybody, nobody knew how to design in MySpace I had efficiently. A, I had um, when I had the curve, I really liked playing games on it, and the only game that I could really play on there was there was something that was like a Space Invaders, but there was like bookworm you get you remember that game bookworm it's like on oh i do yeah that was that was like the only game that you're able to play on there and it was it was legit man i had a lot of fun with it <laughs> snake i remember that as my my main mobile game yeah and that that was the first phone i was like my as my wasn't my first phone it was my mom's first cell phone and always uh whenever she wasn't using it, i always take it just to play games and it was snake and then one other game i don't remember how to play i, I couldn't figure it out so i was bored with it but uh, i play snake all the time and literally for hours it was so dumb I'm like i'm playing snake for three hours again i'm like an eighth grader so what else am i gonna do i had no other uh, that 
priority was, in my life. That was one of my uh, first phones too. It was like that that Nokia that had the snake on it. And it was like a Nokia fifty six something or other. I it had a it blue called. backlit screen and black letters. That's all I remember. And it was it was silver. And it was not flip or anything. It was it was all out at right. all times. And it had and a it green. There. It had a just the green light in the background. That's how it was backlit. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, man, it was just crazy. And that was. I mean, it to me it feels like yesterday. But then you you flash forward today, and you have there was I don't remember who said it. Uh, I don't remember where I read it or heard it. But it was someone talking about all the most successful, some of the biggest companies right now, the most successful companies, the ones that have grown the fastest, the ones that you know were pretty much became billionaires overnight, um, and how they don't own any assets or at least any assets that pertain to what they do. So, you know, you got Netflix, one of the top video services um, in the world right now, and they don't own a single video store. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Amazon, one of the um, the top retailer. Um, I guess they own stores now. They open a store in Washington. I actually saw they're opening up a, a bookstore here in uh, Colorado. Oh, yeah. So they'll, they'll own some stores, but what they may, they got not owning any retail stores whatsoever. And right. you have Uber and Lyft top transport, one of the top tra- uh, transportation companies. They don't own a single vehicle. Um, you have Airbnb. They don't own a single building yet. They're one of the top. Um, I don't know what that industry, the, the hotel industry um, businesses. And then just, just those kind of companies and how they do, the hospitality industry. Yeah. So they, but you have these companies and it seems like, so you think 10 years ago, it didn't seem far off at all. And that those companies weren't around doing what they're doing now. And then today you think about taking those things away from us right now. And it's kind of like, well, how, how else am I going to get it right somewhere? Like, right. or how, how else am I going to watch videos that, or all these episodes of, of my favorite TV show or binge watch movies, whatever. Um, it's all stuff that we take for granted now when I even say some of those companies weren't even around five, six years ago at this point. Okay, it's so, just crazy how quickly things have moved. Right, right. So okay, so so ten years ago, did you own an MP3 player or an iPod? So I've actually never owned an iPod, but I did have an MP3 player, and it was uh, it was a real cheap one that I got from Best Buy when I was like sixteen, and uh, it was just one of those things you plug in the USB in your computer and you had to drag and drop your audio files to it. And uh, from from my experience, I've realized didn't have the right file format so half of them wouldn't even work when i went to go play them on the mp3 player but um i had that but again that was i got those files from uh cds burning mm-hmm. my own cds back onto the uh computer or at the time limewire um, was yeah. big too so I always use limewire and uh i don't know just, things are so convenient now, you can, like apple music now uh, i know zoom pass i used to do zoom pass i was always a Zune fan but uh oh that's right um uh, with apple music now you, you pay a one-year subscription and you can play all the music you want uh, as many times you want as long as you own that subscription which i know a lot of people say is a scam but honestly if you think about it like you to, yeah, i think it's like 100 bucks for apple music for one year and you can play the entire itunes library as much as you want and... yeah but like now you could do like you know there, there's a lot of people who have this subscription-based uh service for music now and and maybe when it first came out it wasn't it wasn't cool or, or it did feel like a scam, but then now it's just so natural. Like I, like I, I, I used to be a big proponent of like buying CDs inside the store and then, you know, taking the cellophane off that jewel case. And I would read the uh, like, like all of the song credits and, you know, um, I would figure out who made the, who made the track. I would read who produced it. I would read, you know, where it was recorded. And if there's any samples in the song, like, you know, you know, this contains an excerpt of this song or whatever. Like I used to just like feed off of all of that. Um, And then now with like, 
music-based subscriptions like uh, Spotify has one, Apple has one, Google, uh, in, uh, Amazon has one. So no matter which one you're using, and they're all about the same price, and you all get this pretty decent library of music, right? At least everything that you're that you hear on the radio and that you like, you're gonna find on these radio on the, on these subscription based apps. Unless you're yeah. unless you're looking for something real peculiar, then it'll be a little bit tougher. Uh, but um, it's just they're just that's the way that's the way it is now, and it just feels so weird for me to like even think of that i used to like appreciate music on this different level now i just appreciate music if it's there and i have it um, right. uh and and you know it, it still can fill up a room you know like you know from cleaning or from working out like i'm still listening to music but then just taking the time to like read like production notes and stuff like that that's something that i feel like i miss that and that's something i used to do like 10 years ago and now i don't even buy uh, I don't even buy like any physical media anymore. So, uh, like even movies, I used to love my DVDs because uh, they had all the extra bonus features um, and all of that. And again, I used to like watch all of the bonus features on on like DVDs and then Blu-rays. Right. Uh, and then now I'm just so lazy, Jordan. And I don't know if it's lazy or convenience. <laughs> no, man, it's total. It's total convenience. That's it, it, it. Could be somewhere in the middle of of somewhere in the middle of it right but you know i have uh my apple tv and then i just buy movies off of there i already have like my whole like year pre-ordered of like all of these movies that i know that i want Uh, i can already pre-order them on apple tv so as soon as they come out and they come out first digitally than they do uh in the stores on a blu-ray um i have it and and if it's a movie that i know i'm gonna buy i just buy it you know yeah so there's that it's even video games uh video games i still kind of dance around with going to the store and buying uh, an actual physical copy uh but um even for the most part on even on games i've just been downloading just because um just that instant gratification of having it um and when i do my game shopping or if i do any type of like shopping like that it's always like at one o'clock two o'clock in the morning when nothing's open so you know like I'm gonna yeah get it. i've, I've I'm been gonna there. get it the way that i want it which yeah is no it's I think I'm torn between the two. So to kind of take a step back. So you're thinking about um, the, you're saying, you know, are you lazy or is it convenience? It's total convenience. I think, you know, we, whatever industry you're in, um, digital can be seen as a blessing or digital can be seen as a curse or like your demise. And so I think with digital, it's not so much digital. It's, it's what's the convenience that's come out of it. You know, you and I have been in retail for a while. I've been in retail pretty much my entire adult life. Right. And there's one thing I've learned is people tend to do business with you more frequently, the more convenient it is for them. So, you know, you think about um, uh, with, with my previous job, like when we do midnight releases of games. And so you have people that would stand in line forever. And then at midnight, we didn't hand games out. We had to ring people up at that time. Right. Um, I think you're part of that. I, I've heard the Halo 2 days where people, some people didn't get to leave the store until 3 a.m. with their game because they had to wait for the giant line to pay for the game. And so right. yeah. it's how can you make it more convenient for me as a consumer? So if I'm going to be giving you money, I want to make sure it's the I have the least amount of hassle. I wanted to go on my way quicker. I want to get what I need, what I want quicker. Um, and when it's convenient, people will do it. And so it's with digital, you think about your music, you know, you talked about, you know, you like having the CDs and having the booklets mm-hmm. and having the jewel cases, but right. um, 
it, it sounds like a to me, it's definitely a first world problem. But you think about okay, what if every time you want to change a song, you got to take that CD out, put it back in the jewel case, go find the CD that has that track you want to listen to. Um, but on your phone now, you're just flipping through and you just you search on your phone, hit enter, and then hit play. Um, same with movies, your Apple TV, like you, you're it's there, and you don't have to download it all before you actually play the movie. It will download in the background, you can stream, you know, buffer up to however much time so you can play it while it's downloading the rest of the movie or buffering the rest of the movie. Um, it's convenience. I think that's again, technology should never make our lives more difficult, it's always gonna make our lives easier or make our lives more um, enjoyable. And I think that's where this is all coming from. It's uh, you talk about Amazon killing retailers and it's, you can say, yeah, Amazon's killing retailers, but retailers right now are scrambling to find out what they're trying, what they can to not continue to lose business. When you think about it, it's like, well, why do people shop Amazon? Because they have what I need to meet as soon as possible. So retailers have to figure out is how can we make our stores more convenient for consumers right? keep them coming in the store because i personally i don't do the digital games i've done a few ones i know i'm for sure never going to get rid of but i am a huge believer in getting my money back for something uh, whether it's trading it into a, a retailer or selling it to somebody because um, i don't play all the games i have over and over again um, right. like you know Mel Gear salt i'll never get rid of my Mel Gear salt stuff i still have my my Mel Gear salt shelf but other games I'll buy, I'll beat them once I'm done with them. I, I'm probably not going to play them again. You know what? If I do want to play it again, it's probably going to be a handful of years down the road. I can get it for like 10 bucks. Red Dead Redemption, the Game of the Year edition for Xbox, it's backwards compatible. Yeah. Um, and paid like 16 bucks for it. So it's like, yeah, I did play it when it first came out, which is crazy. Years ago. Um, but I saw that new Red Dead 2 trailer that came out today. The game I physically. I'll do digitally um, well um, yeah. think about like for example I used to be the one that had to buy everything on Blu-ray or DVD when it first came out and I remember I had a huge bookcase full of these movies the time when I was in Arizona where I was meeting I took it to Zia right um, I got like $400 cash and I was I was gonna say my mom oh, yeah, is the same way, where she just she she just appreciates the wall of DVDs like that library, you yeah. know, and, and, and that's you really own cool. It. You have it; it's tangible. Right, right. I regret yeah. it. I'll say that's that's some really good movie or uh, documentaries. I but um, now I'll only buy a physically or um, my last ones I bought was Pirates of the Caribbean because each one was only like seven bucks on Blu-ray, right. so uh, okay. so I picked those up. But that and money on physical movies i i think i have like some wrestling documentaries that that i that i haven't parted with and they're on dvd um i don't even watch them anymore and you know uh i can find them like and when, when i have watched them it's been online somewhere so like i don't even know why i still have these things i have a couple of like <laughs> i still have a couple of like japanese anime that it was so hard to find you know, 10, 12 years ago, but then now like anime is like blown up and then there's like Crunchyroll or Funimation. And then those same like DVDs I have uh, I ha is also available digitally too. So it's always weird like that, man. Earlier. Yeah. Like I, the, I was like the other night I was going through the movies. I was, I asked my actual want to watch a movie. We're, we're in the mood to watch a movie. So I just read off the movies I have and I look at her and I say, Hey, why don't we just look on Hulu or Netflix now? And uh, so even after I went through my own collection, I was like, okay, let's still go see what's online. And we found something we ended up watching online instead. 
Yeah. Um, earlier talked about Amazon. Um, do you, are you a Prime member? Uh, not currently. No. no, I uh, I used to have it for for a while. Um, but I still do. Recently, I haven't been doing as much shopping, or I haven't been doing as many purchases where it warrants it. And they just did that price hike too. I heard. That's what. Um, yeah, that's I think what it's like thirty bucks or something. Yeah. Well, it, it used to be a hundred, like ninety nine dollars, and now it's a hundred and twenty. So it went up twenty bucks. Uh, oh, okay, I thought it went thirty. But yeah. when they when they first announced it, it was eighty bucks, and if you were a student, it was fifty. So I got it as a student, and I paid fifty bucks. So it hurts my heart now that it's a hundred and twenty. You know, <laughs> right? But, I hear you. That's do they still have the game discounts on there? Like we get like twenty percent off the game. That's something that they have now. So, like, if you were to pre-order a game, you get 20% off of it brand new, uh, which is pretty cool. And then now they, um, you know, they own Twitch. You know that, right? I do, yes, because I saw the um, – I forget what Twitch calls it now. But they, they have it where you can get certain features for being a Prime member while watching Twitch. Twitch, Twitch, Twitch Prime. Prime. Yeah. And then now, um, you know, like, every every month or so, they they release – they give you free games or free loot boxes and stuff like that. Um, nice. And I, I was on an Overwatch kick for – pretty much all of like 2016 whenever that game came out um and when they started and like a year later or something they started to do like free loot boxes and you get like these five loot boxes with a a chance of one to be like rare or whatever and man that was like just the coolest thing ever that's awesome i think as long as they can keep them like adding that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and because twitch is something that i I have on my phone, I have on all my game systems, and I have my, like, 30 people I follow and subscribe to. Not subscribe to, I don't subscribe to all of them, but there's a few I subscribe to, which is, like, two bucks a month. Right. I always thought it was crazy um, until I, you know, I spent three hours one afternoon watching Dan. Hilarious. He's still cracking up throughout the entire stream, and I was like, what's two bucks? and help him out. I had like 30,000 people watching them at the same time that were subscribing. So it's, uh, I think that's the craziest thing we think about like technology, what it's done, how we interact with each other, how we are able to connect with each other. Like, like when I first heard about Twitch and saw Twitch, it was, I was like blown away. Like, this is something I was growing up playing games with friends that we'd like take turns watching. We did not mind watching someone else playing. Like, when, we're, when I was a little, little kid, yeah, I wanted to play all the time. I didn't want to watch my brother play. Uh, video games my sister played video games i wanted to play um but then as i got older i didn't mind watching a buddy play kingdom hearts for three straight hours or grand theft auto whatever maybe we take turns and so i remember going through twitch and i mean i can watch any game on here so that's when i started just watching games that i was thinking about buying or um i chose not to buy but i was still interested in and i'd watch somebody play it for 30 minutes to an hour and the speed runs is what really hooked me as well i see people doing speed runs with old mario castlevania metroid um insane dude like people are making money hand over fist on twitch playing video games which is power to them some people dog on it pretty bad but uh i think that's the coolest thing um ever there's a guy named summit 1g he's in colorado springs actually and he's one of the he's one of the original streamers that started with twitch um but there's times you you see him with like fifty thousand people watching him at one time that's they'd be like i always say it's like sitting in the middle of an like a basketball arena like uh Pepsi Center here in Denver, and then having it full of people just watching you play this game. You might as well be in a desk in the Pepsi Center um, with a sold out arena watching him. It's, just, it's insane. And the people donate money. Some guy donated like $20,000 one time. He says, like, number one 
donation ever that he's ever had as a streamer, like a lump sum, $20,000 donated to him. And I know wow. Twitch gets a percentage, but he, he gets a, a, a majority percentage from that himself. And I'm like, dude, that just made like three months salary right there from one donation playing Counter-Strike. Yeah, I have a, I have a hard time with Twitch. Uh, I can't just sit down and watch somebody play like a great like single player game. Uh, I love watching their tournaments and their speed runs and things like that. Um, but um, Tina and I were having this conversation uh, last week and she asked if, you know, if someone talks about a game, like, does that spoil the experience for me? Uh, and it does. And I feel like Twitch, you know, if, if, if I'm excited for a game, like right now, like I'm playing God of War, uh, like I try to avoid any spoilers at all costs, you know, and, and, and Twitch uh, That's understandable. And Twitch is like a huge spoiler. Right. So um, I remember um, heard something on IGN where Alana Pierce uh, talked about how like Twitch is ruining um, single player games because of, you know, the, the run throughs and the let's plays um, and, and, uh, people are buying they said that people are buying single players less because of that experience right oh i watched somebody play it. i don't i'm not compelled to to buy it anymore so i don't know like it's i for me personally i can't i won't watch something on a game that i like for example the last game i bought was far cry 5 mm-hmm. so um i some of the people i subscribe to that i really like watching whenever i am watching twitch they were playing far cry 5 so as much as I do want to watch them and, and hear their jokes and be entertained by them, like I chose not to watch it. Um, but it's, I guess it's it's all different to some people. I and mean, I don't, I, I, I won't be able to say as far as market trends, but um, I can see how some people would pass on the game. But usually if, if someone's going to pass on the game after watching on Twitch, for, in, from my opinion, my viewpoint, it's because the game I thought sucked. Like, I was watching it, it did not look fun. It was, it was not what I thought it was going to be. So I'm glad I didn't put the money down for that game. And, but then, I also go back and watch games again, like I said, the games that I was interested in but didn't want to want to want to play or, or buy. And there have been times where I've watched the game and chose not to buy it still. But there's other times I watched the game and thought, you know what, I, it's cheap enough now. Um, I'll get like a used copy or something uh, for someone. So it's I don't know. I personally, I just um, I think it's awesome because it lets me see games that I may not have the money for or may not um, just have an interest in. But it's I don't know. I think it's, I think it's awesome personally. When I first saw it, I loved it. And uh, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. Does of that, does that make a gamer like me stingy? Uh, if I, if I choose not to share that experience uh, with the world? No, man. I feel like it's, I feel like it just makes a gamer. Yeah. What I mean by that is like, we're all so different. Like I, I always, uh, being around gamers basically the last 10 years, I've realized that for one, it's a very precious culture. It's a very precious community um, in a sense that um, there's nothing like it really. But at the same time, it's some of the most hard-headed, strongest opinions of any community I've ever been a part of or, or seen. And uh, so I mean that with respect. It just makes you a gamer. Um, like they're like polar opposites. I could absolutely, like I absolutely love Twitch. I, I wish them nothing, but I hope they get bigger and bigger and bigger. I hope one day they have a channel maybe on cable TV. Like I, I, that's how much I want Twitch to get big. Yeah. Um, but then you have the whole opposite spectrum where you're not a fan. I, there's nothing wrong with that. It's uh, um, just like any gamer teach their own. Don't you're what you don't want to be is I won't be an exclusionist to you. I won't say, hey, because you don't like Twitch, you don't watch it, get away from it. What are you what are you doing? Just like you and Jason talked about. Oh, with the exclusion? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, I man. won't be an exclusionist. I appreciate that. <laughs> so do do, <laughs> do you play Fortnite? Um, I don't. Oh good. I'm I'm with you guys. Come join so us. There's no 
my my roommate actually steven who does not play games very often growing up him and i would play games all together all the time and so nowadays he doesn't play a lot of games but he is always on my xbox playing fortnite so um again that's someone who grew up playing games but then now is not i guess we call modern day definition of a gamer um who all he does is play fortnite and then me who plays games but i've tried fortnite i'm just not it's just not for me yeah so i have played i'm sorry i just don't currently play it i just I wasn't plus multiplayer. I suck at. I don't get to play enough, so that whenever I do play online or try to play online, I just get spanked yeah. left and right. And so I just choose. I choose to stick to my my single player games. If it's a multiplayer game, I think the only good multiplayer game I played. Uh, I'm sorry, multiplayer game I played that I'm good at is Mario Kart. And I think uh, other than that, I'm I'm not good at all. Back in the day, girl, I remember the coolest thing. My, I guess you can say the coolest story of gaming in my life was uh, my sophomore year in high school when Halo 2. Remember Halo 2 came out that November, and Xbox was my first introduction to Xbox Live. We had um, cable internet, and uh, every Halo 2 got like a free one month of Xbox Live, so I tried it, and I was absolutely hooked. Um, I remember uh, just doing oddball stuff around the house um, in my neighborhood just to get money so I could pay my parents for Xbox Live because they weren't going to pay for it. They, they thought it was ridiculous. Oddball so they... was the name of one of the match types in Halo, right? Yeah, that's right. So, it was. So yeah, when you told me that you're doing oddball, around. when you told me you're doing oddball stuff inside your house, man, I was like, <laughs> yeah. man, it must be yeah. all this broken furniture <laughs> in your house. <laughs> yeah, we I couldn't afford Xbox Live, so I just invited friends over when we played. We had a school we carried around the house right. and ran around and you had to melee each other for it. So, But I remember, and you can't get this nowadays, but it was uh so so halo 2 was xbox live and then i remember hearing about LAN, and you know you have all these xboxes together in the same house and you're basically simulating a, an xbox live party right and so i remember uh me me and my best friend then uh, brian we put together these uh invitations we made them on microsoft word it was like a halo 2 land party i uh, had a day it was, i was on a saturday it was gonna be from like 6 p.m to like midnight and had my address on there and we made we're like, well, we want to have 16 people over because that's as much as you can have on Halo. So let's invite 20. Let's make 20 invitations in case a few back out, and we'll go from there. And I remember we, we went to school the next day, and we hand all these homemade invitations out to people that we wanted to come over to play Halo at my house. Yeah. My parents my parents were for it. Um, my, I remember my mom did not tell my stepdad how many people would be coming over, but my mom thought it was cool. And uh, I was like, yeah, they'll bring their TV, they'll bring their own Xbox, their own controllers, and we'll have no more than 16 people in the house is what I told her. And so after a few days, I remember someone came up to me who um, I remember we didn't invite, um, never even talked to, didn't know they played games and said, Hey Jordan, it's, it's the Halo two parties at your house. It's at six. Right. And I said, uh, yeah, like what, how'd you hear about it? And so-and-so told me, so-and-so told me, dude, I, long story short, we ended up with like 50 people at my parents' house uh, that, that showed up and none of them, some of them there did not even play Halo. They didn't even have a controller with them. They just wanted to come and hang out because they thought it was so crazy that all these people were coming together to play video games. And that was hands down the coolest uh, party I'd ever been to or ever been a part of because, for one, I remember my mom. Uh, my mom was always cool going above and beyond. She went and bought like a six foot sub and bought like a whole bunch of chips and soda. Um, we were very clear with our friends. We didn't hang out with a lot of people that did this stuff. It was, hey, there, no, no drugs, no alcohol. It's literally just we're, we're there to play Halo 2. Right. Um, bring your Xbox controller and, and nobody showed up with anything. So it was literally just sober fun playing Halo. And we had, um, I think we had a total of like six TVs because not everybody had four people on Xbox. Some were small TVs, so they had a couple people. 
um the it was in like march april it's in arizona so march april if i remember that's it's still like in the 70s at night 60s maybe 70s um, i could be wrong but i just remember going outside people went outside to cool down because the house was so freaking hot from these tvs and just how many bodies were all throughout the house we did that and, with uh, uh, halo one <clears throat> and i remember we had a we brought in like like a friend brought his tv which was like a 30 inch like crt television and those things were heavy and i had yeah <laughs> i had like a 30 inch 32 inch crt television and then i remember like we brought it into the living room so we had like three tvs in the living room and we had like two people on each one so we didn't do like a full like 16 like person land party just because we didn't know that many people back then uh and this is this is <laughs> xbox before xbox live um, right so yeah we just did um like two two and two and you know and that was pretty cool and what was the map hang em high like hang em high was like the best oh, map yeah. to play on halo yeah man on halo I, two, I think that i think it was zanzibar i think that was my favorite that was hands on the best map because it wasn't symmetrical mm-hmm. each side had its pros and cons and so it's what i what i loved about that night though was for one uh, I get goosebumps talking about it, but I remember like you just you knew who you sniped based on what loud what room got the loudest. So like if you if you snipe someone across the map and all of a sudden you you hear like two or three people screaming in another room, you know it came from that room. Like it, you shot one of those people. Um, right. But it was just so fun because everybody's trash talking, everybody's uh, cheering and booing. Um, going there's people running from room to room, just kind of um, I guess when one room would get eliminated, whatever match it was, zombies were it's like basically one hit kill because you got the sword and. Uh, you get slashed with sword once you become a zombie and uh but it was it was just so cool because it was people like i said there was people that we invited who we knew play halo 2 because they played with us online but there were so many more people that showed up that uh you know wouldn't talk about games they didn't i guess you can call hang out with the the groups that played video games and everybody was there just to watch halo 2 and everybody was so into it and again there was no alcohol there was no drugs nothing like that it was I think that's like what the definition of like the video game community is in my mind. And uh, it just sucks because yes, Xbox live is great. PlayStation network's great, but you can't, you rarely get those moments where you get that many people to, uh, to come together for video games. And uh, I remember my stepdad was drinking outside. He could not take it. And it almost feels weird because there's for a while, like, you know, like, you know, now people appreciate two player co-op games or they call them, yeah. um, Couch, couch co-op, couch co-op. Um, yeah. and for a while that went away like there was no two-player game that you can play uh with yeah. a buddy on the couch and then with the resurgence of like kind of like these indie games that are coming out um that just kind of came out so um now couch co-op games are kind of like back and and people appreciate it because i think you're right like a lot of people miss that interaction of just like you know, you do something cool, right? You get that headshot and you're just like, oh, and you look at your buddy. Right. Like, Did yeah. you see that? Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, I think that's kind of cool um, that that the couch co-op is coming back now. And there's there's different ways it's coming back. So um, Mariah, my girlfriend, Mariah, she doesn't uh, really play games. Mm-hmm. So the Telltale games, it's not all of them that have this. We first noticed it with. Uh, the Batman Telltale games. Um, we played through season one. We're going through season two, but they have the uh, I forget what they call it in the game, but where I can control uh, the um, the actions. I, I move Batman around, and or whoever whatever character I'm controlling move around the screen. But with Mariah, she just has to go to this website. This link it gives you a link if you um, select to use the feature. But she goes on that, takes that link, goes on the web browser on her phone, 
and it links it to the game. And so she on her phone will it'll show the conversational buttons. And so she controls the conversation. And oh, that's cool. I control the Batman moving around. So <laughs> it's um it was perfect because for someone who doesn't play games, you know, doesn't play them enough to have the coordination to, to do the things you do in the games and she can control the conversation. So I'd say, hey, you you make all the conversational choices. I'll make all the action choices. So that means if I decide to kill somebody or to hurt somebody, like that's my choice. If you know, we may not agree with what she said to that person. Um, I, I think she should have said something differently, but we, we each had our own thing to control. And so she was involved in the game without having to control everything in the game. And so stuff like that, that was really cool. And I wish they would go back and do it in the um, old Telltale games, like Wolf Among Us, because we tried pl- we played Wolf Among Us still. But uh, it got to the point where I was like, hey, you just call out which button you want me to press for the conversations, and I'll do the, the action buttons. But when it's on her phone, she seems to be more into it and, and have more fun when she truly has that control over uh, tapping on whichever one she wants um, on her phone. So I, did, I think it should come back, maybe not with every game, but I, I think when they have creative ways of doing that, it's, it's not just making it for gamers and making it for anybody, even the people that don't play games, right. uh, which to me yeah. is always more important. If you, if you can involve everybody where people don't feel excluded because they – don't play games, don't have the hand-eye coordination or whatever it may be. Um, let it be fun for everybody. I mean, there's a reason why Mario to this day is referenced by anybody of any age because it's you can pick up and play um, at any age or however much or less experience you have with video games. Right, and then that's a testament to those Telltale games just because, um, you know, their, their motto or their theme in their games is basically telling this interactive story. So it is a right. video game, right? But then... Um, everybody knows how a story goes, right? There's a beginning, middle, and end, and then there's rising action and there's climax. Um, but, you know, they just basically put you in control of that rising action and that climax and that conclusion. Um, so anybody can get into those games. I, uh, and, uh, you know, you could just sit there and not touch anything or do anything in one of those games, and it still tells a great story, right? Because you, yeah. you do have the option of not choosing any dialogue or anything like that and then the story still progresses uh and that's something yeah. that i've always appreciated about those games for sure and you see what they've been doing with the mario games the again i don't remember what the mode's called but where you can basically make it where you're invincible so if you die i think on some of the mario games if you die a certain number of times uh it'll give you this power up in the very beginning of the level where you're invincible just just go through this level go to the next one like they make oh. it so that even uh, if someone is playing the game and they're making it through levels, but there's a certain level they just can't get past, well, as opposed to just letting them get frustrated and maybe turn the game off and never playing it again, but they, they basically say, hey, here's a pass for you on this level because we want you to keep playing playing the game. Um, I think, I don't know, but I don't think it's on Odyssey, but on... Um, Super Mario World and the Super Mario World, Wii. yeah, like they, they'll take over for you. Where you can actually have it where um, the game will just play for you and beat the level for you, so you don't have to try to make it through it invincibly. But just let the game take over and beat the level before you um, I, I think a lot of us have experienced that you're playing a game with somebody and they say, you know what, you just you beat this level for me. They pass the control over to you. So I, in a way, to me, it's doing the same thing. But if you're playing the game by yourself and you still can't make it past the level, then just have someone else do it for you. Right. Yeah, what else? Have you played uh, Enter the Dungeon? I have not. I heard you and Jason talking about that a lot. I have not. Um, that's I've a, actually that's been curious game. in downloading it because you guys talked to, talk to it up so much. I think, mm-hmm. I think you said you play on Switch and he plays on the PlayStation or Xbox, one of the two. Um, yeah. But you guys talked about it a lot. That's something I want to play or download at least just to check out. But I actually don't know anything about it. So I had, you know, I've always played that game single player, but it is one of those couch co-op games. 
um, over this weekend, I had an opportunity to bring my switch over to my brother's house. Uh, and we had a chance to play that. And, you know, just, um, uh, you ever play like gauntlet? Think of like gauntlet. It kind, oh, of, yeah. plays, it kind of plays like a roguelike, but it's a bullet hell and a roguelike put together. Um, um, and, uh, oh man, just like, like, I enjoy that game. I love it so much, but I didn't know how much fun, like something like that could be, uh, just by playing multiplayer. And I know that that's the, uh, that's the theme of the game. They want you to play with somebody else, but man, that was just, that was, that's a really fun game. Enter the dungeon. That's my endorsement. Yeah. If you, uh, get it, it's like, I think it's like 15 bucks on, on, uh, the switch or whatever, whatever game system it's on. Definitely noted. Duly noted. I've, I've been on a kick right now recently with playing the older games because they have uh, new games coming out. For example, like I, I mentioned, I bought Red Dead Redemption, the first one today, um, because of the Red Dead 2 trailer that came out. Yeah. Um, I've always said that nostalgia doesn't work with games. There's been times where you've, you know, we've, I don't know if it's just me that's experienced this, where buying a game or, or playing uh, downloading a game that's just years and years and years um, old that you remember playing when you were a kid and it's not the same. You're like, man, this time did not do well with this game. But um, recently, um, what I've been wanting to do is Metal Gear Solid. So I know they're not coming out with any new Metal Gear games. Metal Gear Survive came out. It was not good whatsoever. But like that series just never gets old for me. And that, that's a game that I can play over and over and over. That's um, a game that I when I when I used to have it, I would at least revisit the whole series um, once a year. Yeah, you, know? you can't just like, I'm going to play number three. Like, No, I'm going to start with one because I want to play number three. So I'm going to start with one and make my way to number three and play number right. three the way it's supposed to be yep. played. That's but exactly it's, how I do it. I've gone through, I, I got to say, ever since leaving uh, my former job, it's I've, I've spent more money on games. And I think it's just because I've had more time than I was used to. So I started buying all these games and then, now I have this just giant backlog that's just stupid. I'll never make through um, of games that I, I want to beat or I just want to start playing. I bought the Kingdom Hearts collection. I think uh, shortly after I bought Mass Effect Andromeda because it had come out like shortly after that. And I'm like, I just bought six Did games in one. On What's that? Did you get a good deal on Mass Effect Andromeda? So I had pre-ordered. I, I bought it when it first came out, and because uh, oh. it was it was actually a year ago now that. Uh, um, I had picked it up and it was just awful, man. It was not good at all. That was very disappointing. Um, but that was like on top of, I had the switch, I had Zelda. I still need to beat Zelda, but I had Zelda outlast to the kingdom hearts collection, mass effect. Um, ever since me, I can't, I go out there and name. I'm still playing through fallout four. I beat the main, main quest, but I still have all the DLC to play through fallout four, which is like 40 hours okay. of gameplay. And so, and I still buy uh, games. I bought Morrowind because I bought Knights of the Old Republic because backwards compatible. Like I, I buy and they're cheap enough as is. But um, again, like when you when they're doing this backwards compatibility, like I don't know, it's good. It's good for me at least because now I have these games that I played and had like the best memories of. And I played Knights of the Old Republic on the Xbox One. It does stand up too. It's very fun. It's uh, it sucks yeah. you can't go widescreen, but um, I don't know. It's just fun to pick up those old games to be able to have them and be able to play them. Um, is good. I know earlier I said that I don't play most of the games that I keep, but again, like I'll I'll beat it once, but then years down the road I'm gonna play it again, and when I do want to play it again, it's gonna be much cheaper. But um, they're all just sitting on my shelf, so one day I'm sure I'm gonna want to get the next collector edition that's over a hundred bucks. I'm gonna trade in like half my games I didn't beat or play um, to get it. But I don't know, man. With games, it's it's 
I, I think it's a matter of just buying it and having it. So I feel like I, because I own it, um, I, I kind of cherish it more, I guess you could say, because it's, I, 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 one day I will play more one again. Um, it yeah. may not be for another year, but I will play by, at least I have it when I'm ready to do it. Right. I have here my PlayStation 4 games to be and my Switch games to be. Uh, I, I keep it on my phone now, and uh, it's like a to-do list. So as soon as I beat a game, I just Mark tap it off. it off and it yeah. goes away. Yeah, and I feel like that's been helping me feel like, like feel compelled to like go back and beat a game. But I'm with you because there are certain games that I started here, um, and and uh, I, I haven't gone back to yet. But you know, but since it's on my list, I feel like I'm going to go back to it. I have God of War, Okami HD. I have Uncharted: Lost Legacy. Persona 5, Final Fantasy 15, uh, The Uncharted Collection, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, and uh, The Phantom Pain, I've never beaten, don't hate me, uh, The Tomb Raider, <laughs> The Rise of the Tomb Raider, Horizon Zero Dawn, Gravity Rush 2, Transformers Devastation, and Tearaway Unfolded are all games that uh, I need to beat. And on my PlayStation, I have so much more, uh, so so many more games on there, but I'm not touching those. I'm going to try to pound away at this list and then get the other ones. Hey man, well laid plans. I just, I'm great at laying out when I'm going to play them and then life happens. And I get so disappointed. Right. So I really want to play like Witcher three is one of the, the games that I've I got for free through my past job. And it's been downloaded. I remember playing it at first when it came out, I loved it. And then just stuff happened. I, I lost my spot. Didn't know what was going on. So I deleted the save and it's been downloaded ever since so bad but i know i got seen like 200 hours into which i haven't done since the game and uh i'm sorry fallout 4 i did it with but uh yeah there's just these games with me i want to play so bad like, i almost like need to take a month off of work to to play through the backlog like no more family no more friend uh interaction just video games for 30 days and then i might get dent in my backlog yeah so i know that you're a big nintendo fan are you going to get the uh tropical freeze when that comes out I considered it. I got it on when on the Wii U when it came out, and mm-hmm. that is tough, man. I, I saw that they they made some changes with one of the modes so that it's not as, it's still tough, but not as tough. You can um, get got, the funky mode. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So it's but still, I I got so frustrated. I think I got through about half of it on the Wii U, and I ended up trading it in. Um, I put that game up there with Dark Souls, honestly, with frustration level for me. Like it was. Yeah, that was insanely difficult. And uh, I don't know if that's a testament to the game and how hard it was or the fact that kind of like what you and Jason talked about on that first podcast, how I don't know, getting older, I, I feel like I suck more at games. And so uh, I don't know. But Well, with Donkey Kong, you know, they um, with that one and the, uh, the other one that came out for the original Nintendo Wii, um, they're challenging platformers. And that's what they kind of, you know, those are, I think Donkey Kong is actually uh up there it could be even better than mario when it comes to like a challenging platformer oh it and is it's the more difficult one yeah and 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 then i think it's because you know mario kind of has this like gradual release of like difficulty where like it's going to get harder and harder but it only gets harder once they tell you how to play it like once they show you what the what once the you learn is. each new enemy or like each level or each level right. is a new enemy or a new platform you know, and then Donkey Kong does that, but it just does it in a different way. Uh, and, you know, their, I think their emphasis is creating, like, the most spectacular level that you can play. And it just happens to be uh, also very challenging. I remember I played the Donkey Kong Jungle one, or the one that came out for the Nintendo Wii. Uh, it, they re-released oh, yeah. it on the, 
they re-released it on the 3DS. And I remember playing it on the 3DS and I was with you, man. Like I have a lot of fun playing it, but like, I don't think I, I don't even think I made it to like world two. Uh, and that's just a testament to me and my gameplay level. Like I am a terrible gamer uh, and I'll be the first to admit that, but I couldn't even make it to like world two. So I don't even think I even made it to the boss of like the world one or whatever. Um, but at that time, you know, there was so many other things that that was coming out and uh, the Nintendo Switch eventually came out and then I just kind of disregarded everything and I just like really just enveloped myself in the Switch. Uh, I appreciated that Donkey Kong game. So that's why I'm excited about this Tropical Freeze one coming out because I am excited about it. Well, I can say um, I'd much rather be more difficult than easy. I remember I ha- so I had a bunch of store credit left and I ended up getting the new Cur- the Kirby on Switch. And yeah. hands down, like it's so easy, man. Like it's boring. So it's as upset as I was get at Donkey Kong for being difficult, and um, even losing my patience, just getting rid of it uh, eventually. Yeah. Playing a platformer that's just a piece of cake, like to the point where I've gone through so many levels and not had a single hit on me. Uh, with I lost zero health for the entire level. Um, it's it's so creative in the way that there's now four up to three players, or I guess you can call it four player co op, one you and three other people. And the computer controls the other three if you don't have somebody playing with you. And they, they have all these different superpowers and, and power-ups that you do when you combine the different um, enemies that you can take over. But it's just so simple. It's so easy. It's almost like a... Uh, I don't know. They definitely missed the mark. And Kirby's never been the, the more difficult platformer than Nintendo, you know, all the different platforming series. But um, it shouldn't be definitely that easy. Fun. Yeah, it, but it shouldn't be that easy and i was reading one of the reviews and in the reviews they definitely uh, bashed on it for how easy it was and so at this point i am on the last world of it and i'm just trying to get through it just so i can trade it in and get rid of it and get some money yeah. for it because it's uh yeah all right a couple of last questions here um what is your favorite game of all time of all time well it's gonna be the Metal gear franchise i'm gonna say Metal gear solid one like that was the first that was the first game I was ever obsessed with uh, to the point where I beat it eight times so I can get the tuxedo or however many times it was to get the tuxedo. And it's something that I can still play this day and never, I can play it with my eyes closed at this point, but it's just, I don't know the storytelling, the, it was that first introduction I've ever had as a gamer to the stealth action play. And right. yeah. And then the rest is history, but Milgar solid one on the PS one for sure. Okay. Um, one of my favorite questions I ask everybody is uh, iOS or Android, and then would you switch? So I am iOS all the way. So I was Android before. Um, I mean, you heard me talking about how I thought iPhone were stupid. I was always Android, and the reason why is because all the customization and there wasn't it wasn't very strict on um, uh, how you could customize the everything about the phone, the operating system, but. I got my first iPhone, I think it was like 2012, and I was like, I, I would never go back because it's so simple. Everything works on, on my Android phone. Maybe it's because I always mess around with stuff I shouldn't mess around with. It's always broken. It's always crashing on me. But my iPhone has never let me down, and I eventually ended up getting a MacBook, and just the way the, the, the ecosystem works and how everything ties together where I can pick up on my MacBook where I left off on my iPhone, um, it just gets it convenient. It's simple. It's, uh, it's stable. And I, I, I handoff the handoff I really like too. Yeah, so that's um, I, iOS all the way, and I once I won't go back. No, I went I went from Android to Apple, and I won't go back. So have you ever gone? So like so once you had Apple, you've never switched. Correct. Once I had Apple, I was like I'm 
Um, then while I was thinking about getting a laptop, it was between a Windows laptop and a, and a MacBook, and I went with a MacBook. Nice. Good choice. Good choice, my man. Don't regret it. All right. So I know that uh, – I think that's just about all the time that we got for today. And I know that we're going to talk about, like, your Funko collection. But, Jordan, if you'll let us, we'll have to talk about that another time. I'm down. That's a uh, a lucrative uh, hobby. And, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't recommend anybody getting into you... it. You you uh you've made money on that, haven't you? I have at this point, yes, I have. But it's I've also uh, spent a, a ton of money on it that I look back, it's embarrassing. But uh, but yeah, that's that's definitely a conversation into a uh, a whole different type of uh, hobby compared to games. Yeah, well, I know I like to hear it, and then you know I uh I have quite of a bit of collection of some figures too, and we could talk about that. Uh, but again, that might have to be for like a pogey hangout part two. I'm down. Thank you for having All me. All right. Yeah, Good no stuff. problem. Once again, everybody, if you like this uh, uh, podcast, go ahead and leave us some feedback with that Anchor app. You can leave voice messages, and then we will play that on the next episode of Pogi Tech Toys and Games. This is Lonnie Ray. This is Jordan. And uh, we are signing off. We'll talk to you guys later. Peace. See ya.